This episode of Ear Buddies is brought to you by Shark Week. The annual week-long programming block on Discovery Channel that tells you what it's like to be a shark, be eaten by a shark, or be a lover of sharks. It's Shark Week. My body is a wonderland. And I'm half of my heart. (laughs) And this is Ear Buddies. Oh, happy John Mayer week, bud. (sighs) I'm excited. We're doing it. We're doing it. Let's just, let's jump right in. No, that's not, you know, Peter Gabriel. That <laughs> is John Mayer. If you want to wrong me, then you got to wrong me all night long. A cut from his latest album, Sob Rock. Uh, and so since, since John dropped an album uh, three days ago, Matt, we figured uh, this would be a, a fine opportunity to get into the complicated career and social life of Jonathan Q. Mayer. We here at Ear Buddies um, are bound to discuss the hot topics of the day in the music industry. And buddy, John Mayer, he's been a hot topic for a long time. And yet, he has been perennially uncool, in my opinion, right? What's his deal? Yeah. Uncool in a couple ways, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so uh, so John Mayer, uh, born October 16th, 1977. He's 43 years old. Uh, we're done talking about teens, gang. John is a... I mean, it is widely regarded as one of the best living blues guitar players and has made some pretty sweet stuff in his time and yet he is just a total loser like uh, and he knows it and he's he's really focused on how he's perceived and he kind of steps on rakes every every couple days it seems like and um He's just sort of a mess, man. He is sort of a mess. Uh, and the thi- it's, it's a little confusing to me uh, because John is clearly, like, a very smart guy. Mm. He, well, he, you know, used to write a column for Esquire, and he, you know, collects vintage watches, which is the mark of a smart person. <laughs> uh, and, and he's... He's got a lot of ideas, a lot of theories, a lot of philosophies, um, and yet, yeah, he's he's sort of just uh, 
constantly running into walls and stepping on rakes. And I will admit, in the past, I guess, decade, Mm -hmm. he has matured, I suppose, or settled down or retreated from the spotlight in in some ways. But, yeah, he's still just like a little bit of a train wreck. Okay, so I've called him uncool a couple times here, but I really like his music. I always have. Even when he did that whole uh, self-isolation period in Montana and he released those two... Uh, you know, half sort of folk country albums. Mm-hmm. I was into it. I, um, I mean, not everything hits, but at his best, I think he it makes really great tunes. Now and then, I pace my place. I can't retrace how I got here. I cheat the light. And as a young man, I sort of didn't. I mean, I'm not like a tabloid guy, you know. I'm not picking up every issue of People magazine. I don't. I don't know what this dude's doing. I don't super care. Um, but eventually, it becomes um, too big to ignore. Like how how much of a. a bag he seems to be or at least he he used to be maybe he's maybe he's better now but does it matter should i care does it matter and should you care the question that ear buddies (laughs) must always ask well tim (sighs) look i i i hear what you're saying Uh um and i will first agree with you uh thank you regarding his his song craft yeah because okay just it's he's an interesting person in in any number of ways but uh he is a phenomenal guitarist mm-hmm. he's a musician is musician a lot of uh real real um, he's got chops. hats yeah they respect him there yep. he's he tours with the Grateful Dead, uh, just because yeah. he loves playing loves playing guitar, and he's very good. Uh-huh. Uh, but his songs, um, a lot of people hate them, and I understand why. Yes, because it's uh, it's pretty edgeless. It's pretty soft. Mm-hmm. It's pretty. Yeah, this is the not. This is the easiest listening you'll find. I mean, yeah, it's very easy listening. <laughs> Right, and it and it is pretty uncool. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but he himself also uh, is uncool in a couple ways. Uh, one of which is that he is or was, yeah, sort of a. Maybe not a horrible dude, but a guy who was constantly just doing sort of bad things for a long time to your daughters daughters will love like you do girls become lovers I am drawn to uncool music I think it's kind of my my preferred genre like I know I am tired of the joke about how Coldplay, you know, you know how how I know you, right? I just, Cold, right? Yes. I love Coldplay. I love John Mayer. Um, I love boring white men making boring white music. 
Right, because it's pretty good music. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> and, you know, uh, around the time that uh, the album that this song comes from, uh, Continuum, comes out, he also releases a live album of just blues rock. It's just him and a bass player and a drummer, and it rules. Uh, so uh, he has earned my respect as a musician. As a dude, it's interesting, Matt. I I wonder if... So in 2010, right, he uh, he gives a couple interviews to, to Rolling Stone and to Playboy where he really offers up a, a window into the soul of a sort of busted, maybe sex-addicted, uh, kind of dumbass. Yep. <laughs> and, and, and then he recognizes that he has done that. And in response, he just, he bails. He bails on the on the tabloid scene, or tries to. Takes himself out of the spotlight for a good, I don't know, five years or so. You almost wonder if that self-imposed exile didn't save our guy John from perhaps a a, a true cancellation, if you will. Uh, you know, a mm. a sort of Me Too reckoning um, with yeah. what a what a trash bag he he is or was. Yeah. Well, and right, because he was really at the height of his um, ridiculousness in 2010, 2011. Um, and he was dating everyone who he everyone. saw in Hollywood and New York, having what seemed to be sort of an amazing time in some ways. Uh -huh. But but then, yeah, you get like that Playboy interview um, is famous for um, for what he was saying in there about Jessica Simpson and using the N-word and being yeah. just weirdly racist for no reason. Yeah. Um, and this was definitely before the time of uh, when you could really, uh, I am loath to say it, but where you were get canceled. Yeah, right? sorry that I said that earlier. Too. No, but that's that is. I mean, that's it's shorthand. What we're dealing now, sorry. with. Sorry. Yeah. No. 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 It's not your fault. It's the culture's <laughs> fault. Um. And and yeah, he he made a conscious decision mm -hmm. to retreat from the tabloids and from the spotlight because this is a guy who was really he was in the spotlight. He was yeah. in the tabloids. He had like a. A TV show. He had, you know, he was writing for Esquire. He was, uh, you know, on Jimmy Kimmel, like promoting, I don't know, his his live shows. Just he was so everywhere all the time. Yeah, everywhere. Yeah, and he, I guess, thought that I got to get out of here. Or I might really do something I'll regret if I haven't already. And and I'm not 100% convinced, by the way, that that wasn't... I mean, probably what happened is he, he had a little sit-down with his agent or, or his, his handlers, and, or they had a sit-down with him, and they were like, Listen, buddy, you should maybe bail for a little bit. You might be glad you did. And he took their advice. Um, I also am not 100% convinced that 
that wasn't in its own way. I mean, it's not like he vanished. He released two albums while he was uh, in exile. I'm not convinced that it wasn't its own sort of attention play. He loves attention. That is super clear. If you if you read these interviews that he gave um, in that time, in 2010 or so, he's constantly talking about people talking about him. He's really always thinking about how he's being perceived, how he should think about himself. A lot of meta discussion. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and so I think we have a guy here who just probably became addicted to the limelight. Uh, it doesn't hurt that he's a stellar guitar player and, you know, gets the respect of, like you said, uh, old heads in, in the music scene. Who So he's he gets the appreciation for his art, and that essentially gives him this blank check to just be as much of a dope and as much of an idiot as he wants, and they've got teams of paparazzi ready to follow him around. And, you know, he's he's getting everything that he could possibly want. Yeah, and, and again, if you do read these interviews that we're referring to, uh, he wants attention. Mm-hmm. And he also, and this, you know what, here, I'll say it, his fatal flaw yeah. is that he, he wants to be understood. Uh. How about that? I'm going <laughs> to... Well, that's that's actually what I think because yeah. you read you read these interviews and he overshares. He, oh, every, he there is no real mystery to John Mayer, at least not back mm-hmm. uh, five ten years ago. He no, even still he today. Was, I just I just read an, an interview in advance of this new album, and he's the same way. He's really really wants to tell us how how he's feeling all the time. Yeah, and and I. As a fellow smart person, yeah, yeah, a lot like John, yes, I do, I do get the impulse to do that because uh, there's every person is a lot like one of his uh, million dollar watches, right? People mm. are, uh, <laughs> go on, people are <laughs> very uh, complicated and complex and uh, mm-hmm. sometimes hard to understand. And mm-hmm. um, expensive, uh-huh. we and all have little little parts of you know, <laughs> that contribute to the whole. Yeah, absolutely. right, exactly. And he, it seems like he really wants people to know that. Yeah. Um, but a, just as a as a blanket PR statement, I would say it's good to leave a little mystery. Well, right. And and secondly, if if you want people to understand you. And your true self, and your true self is the kind of person that John Mayer's true self seems to be. <laughs> I would back off. I would, I would pull the reins on that a bit, and maybe not share every passing desire or thought I have, especially uh-huh. not when I'm being interviewed by Rolling Stone or Playboy. I guess. Now, on the other hand, hmm. John just released a new album, and it's called Sob Rock. And it's good. If anyone's going to try to, you know, 
tongue-in-cheek make a new genre called sob rock it's john mayer yeah um yep the the other the other thing he he desperately wants to be understood you nailed it he also i think he just wants a girlfriend that sticks he he just wants to kiss a girl and like maybe have a kid like this guy is dying to just fall in fall in love for real Right? Yeah, okay. I think I think that may be the actual entire point. Um he does what he wants to be understood. Sure. Uh-huh. But even more than that. Oh man. This guy He wants a lady. He is thirsty, but not in like I mean, yes in a horny way, but also just <laughs> he wants to settle down. And it never works because he keeps dating enormous superstars. Yep. Who cares what other people say anyway? Oh, we can go far from here and make a new world together, baby. Cause if you give me just one night, you're gonna see me in a new light. Yeah, if you give me just one night. And, and so, and so, what does he do? He vanishes for a while, kind of. He releases a couple weird albums off the off his uh, typical genre path. He comes back in uh, 2017, releases an album nobody really cares about. And I'm not convinced anyone really cares about this album either. I think he's... Uh, he, like, who is he releasing music for at this point? I don't really know. I... No, or I I have an idea. I have an idea, and this is almost dumb to say because of how easy it is to say. Yeah. But I I think it's just for him. I I think it's just because he might as well. Um, He, like the narrative of of Sob Rock and the aesthetic of Sob Rock. Yes, which is uh, cool. Yeah, like, well done, John. Mm -hmm. It's kind of, it's arch it's retro it's yeah. kind of funny yeah uh, he, he knows used what he's to doing. be funny on twitter yeah he knows he knows what he's doing yeah he knows what he wants to do and he's uh executing it as he wants to but uh by now i mean you have he still has his real fans who just mm-hmm. love john mayer because they love john mayer but yeah. uh I don't know if the Your Body is a Wonderland fans uh-huh. have are really getting what they would want from this, nor are obviously the uh, the blues fans. Because mm-hmm. uh, th- this Sob Rock is just, it's a different direction. So I mean, sort of, right? It's, yeah, it's yeah, no, it is. Yeah. Slick, it's, it's retro. He had uh, Don Was, who is a massive 80s producer produced this thing mm. so he 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 called in his favors and he said i want to make this because it seems fun to me yep um what can we do and they just yeah he just went ahead and did it um no one was waiting for it i don't think uh-uh. um and that may be too sweeping of a statement but y- you know what i mean no one was really yeah well waiting for it right his his time, I think, has pretty much passed as as like a super duper pop star. But then again, it had sort of passed by like 2007 anyway. Uh, uh, so, for the longest time, 
John has just kind of been out here doing what he feels like. And all I can do, you know, I don't think he's a jerk. I think he's an idiot. Um, (laughs) And there's a difference. (laughs) Absolutely. And he's very smart, but he's an idiot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Um, And all I can really do at this point is root for the guy, I guess. I just, I I hope he gets it all figured out. And if he's if he's sixty by the time it happens, okay. All the tears I meant to cry dance across the evening sky. I just hope he figures it out. Uh, he's got the guitar thing figured out. That's not a problem. I hope you know. I hope he. Uh, I hope he falls in love with a, a woman who's not famous and he, you know, just starts playing kind of for himself and uh, takes up a residency at a bar in, like, Idaho and goes off the grid and maybe has a kid or two and, I don't know, Yeah, dies well, without that, uh, that, that horrible uh, feeling that he must have right now. Well, and, and I think it is... Well, because, so, that Rolling Stone interview back yeah. in 2010 that uh, mm-hmm. we referenced, there, there's a paragraph in there <laughs> that says, He thinks about it constantly. He talks about it endlessly. He wants a girlfriend, a yeah. real life partner girlfriend. It's been a long time, and it's just not happening. Boy, and that was in 2010. Yeah. It's been a long time for this guy. Yeah. Uh He's making an album called Sob Rock. Yeah. That should tell you something. It, right. And then and he's going he's not even going on tour to support this oh, really? until until to like 2022. You know what he's doing? He's going to go and play guitar for the Grateful Dead cuz that's uh. what John wants to do. Yeah, that's yeah. what he thinks would be fun and uh, people like it, I guess, more, you know. And that's what he wants to do. So I just I agree with you. I think if I mean, best case scenario, yeah. John, this maybe this is your last or second to last solo album, and you just meet a lady uh-huh. and you move to Paradise Valley for yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> and when all of Jerry Garcia's old friends call you and say you want to come on tour, you say, that sounds fun. And that's that's it and i'm not saying i don't even mean he needs to stay out of the headlines and the spotlights because at this point we are everyone is obligated to talk about him when he has a new album out and uh i get that he's he is a legacy act Ooh, (laughs) well he might be a legacy act (laughs) by now and i don't i i still like he's still doing good work I, i like what you know what he's putting out for the most part right he's the sort of guy who he could either um he could either live out the sort of twilight of his musical career uh like you said in paradise valley in bozeman montana um you know camped out in a dive bar and and truly happy (laughs) or doing like a Las Vegas residency for five years because he has enough hits to support that sort of thing. He mm-hmm. he was certifiably a, a big deal and putting out big pop songs for a long time. He's got a big backlog, so he could do that 
but he wouldn't be happy doing that. <sighs> Tim, that's that's just it. I, I just it want him to be like, happy. Well, that's exactly yeah. That's it. It seems like the <laughs> the problem with John Mayer. His problem is that he simply hasn't been happy for a long time. Yeah. And I don't think, in, in general, I don't think, I don't really uh, agree completely with that old uh, chestnut about <laughs> how a good woman can, I don't know, whatever a good woman does to a man or a bad boy. But in this case, in this case, that, I think, it's, is all you need. Yeah, he's got a big neon <laughs> sign over him. He's had it for a decade. He just saying, please date me and love me, and and then no one comes, oh. no one comes a calling. I know he wants to be loved. Oh man, I feel so bad for the guy. Yeah, you have to feel a little bit bad for him. Um, and maybe this is, you know, again, maybe this is just his people pulling the strings in just the right. Again, he did release an album called Sob Rocks, so perhaps we're playing right into John's hand. I don't know. All I know is. Well, I'm I'm emotionally invested now in seeing this guy yes. reach the other side. I just and if I just want to see I just want to see him okay. Yep, he's he hasn't been thriving. And if we are playing into his hands, if any, if by chance yeah. someone is listening to this podcast and <laughs> hears that John Mayer is looking for a girlfriend. <laughs> And you think that maybe you're that woman, or you know the woman, maybe even if you, yeah, <laughs> yeah may- maybe she's a friend of yours. Uh, maybe we can help him out. Perhaps um, I wouldn't say reach out to us because <laughs> we don't uh, uh, have uh, John's contact info. But on it, you know what? Start there though, because if. Start with reach out to us. We'll find a way to get you yeah. in touch with with John. There's always we, a way. We yeah, that's exactly right. We'll write a letter um, or something. It's fine. Well, I feel I feel better now, Tim. Kind of having that plan in place for John. Yeah, me too. I I think um I think we could really uh, move the needle for him. I think this could help. We're good people. That is that is true. Man, where are we ever? Ear Buddies will continue in a moment. Dreaming with a broken heart 
Making out is the hardest part. Yeah, you know this episode of Your Buddies is brought to you by Shark Week. You've been watching. You love sharks. Look at you. You've got, you're wearing a Shark Week t-shirt right now. You love sharks. You were you were planted in front of the boob tube for the whole last week. Set to Discovery Channel. All you did was watch cool video of cool sharks swimming around. They're misunderstood. They're more fearsome than you even realized. They're different than you thought. They uh, socialize in different ways in the ocean. They probably, yeah, lots of, you have learned so much. You should be doing this ad, not me, because you could tell me a lot about sharks right now, I bet. That's right. Well, yeah, you <laughs> bought, you got the trial uh, run of Discovery Plus yeah. just so you could learn more about sharks. It's Shark Week. Launched in 1988, always happens in mid-July, and boy howdy, we have we have built an entire cottage industry. There is an ecosystem around Shark Week now. There are jobs, livelihoods, families that depend on the success <laughs> of this week. And Matt, happy to report it was another big successful shark week in the u.s of a well i'm not surprised we here in the u.s of a live for shark week mm. discovery plus well discovery yep. channel discovery incorporated um they have a lot of programs about all sorts of things be it travel yes. be it food be it ice fishing or ice road trucking, but their cash cow uh -huh. is not a cow at all. It's a it's a misunderstood creature um, yes. that it, we call a shark. <laughs> and and they make for for Discovery Shark Week is like St. Patrick's Day at an Irish pub in Boston. It's like the Norse Coast Fest in Minot, North Dakota. That's it. Yeah, it's for for one week. Our lives revolve around the shark, <laughs> and thank God they do because in this time since. What did I say? 1988. The viewing public has learned a lot. That's Matt. right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Did you know that since 1970, shark populations have reduced by 71% due to overfishing? Bet you didn't. If you had watched Shark Week, you would have known. And So I what I'm saying is thank God for Shark Week. Because it's, it's, we're, we're, putting all this information up here in our domes and we're we're saving it and we're uh, and we're richer <laughs> people for it and discovery is a richer conglomeration <laughs> for it because here's the thing about shark week it started in 98 or whatever year you 88 him 88 it, yes it's older than us oh well at least something is right yeah true <laughs> <laughs> um but but <laughs> So exciting. 
yes. at first yes. in in eighty eight. I'm sure when it came out and became, like you said, a cottage industry, a cultural phenomenon. Everyone waiting with bated, no pun intended, breath. <laughs> okay. For Shark Week okay. to come along. And they have, Discovery has been stacking the deck more and more every year. They got Brad Paisley doing something this year. They got Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Everyone they could, they could scrape up uh, who wasn't doing anything at the moment yeah. was somehow involved in the teaching us about sharks. Brad Paisley's Shark Country, it, uh, it features him... Paired with a comedian, J.B. Smoove, Ooh. and marine scientist Dr. Austin Gallagher to decide whether Brad Paisley's guitar sounds can attract or repel sharks infesting a large body of water in the Bahamas. This! Hey, Tim. Yeah. Are you lying to me? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> You're telling me. That yeah. Discovery, uh-huh. the the top dogs at Discovery, uh-huh. signed a contract with <laughs> Bradley Q. Paisley and said... Jonathan Bernard bring, Smoove. <laughs> and said, bring that guitar <laughs> down to the Bahamas, yeah. plug it in, and let's see if sharks have anything to do with it. That is unbelievable. That is called brand synergy. Yeah, well... That is... Well, pal... <laughs> We made a little discovery in that. It's, I'm sure we learned the answer, yes or no, and now we know. And Brad's a little richer, Discovery Channel is a little poorer. But a little richer, because I bet you all watched that, didn't you? Oh, yeah. You, you all tuned you, in. You. <laughs> you watched it. Of course you did. You can't you get enough. You Brad soloing. You smelled that blood in the water, and you ran right to it. <laughs> oh, I would almost say that uh, Discovery has jumped the shark hmm. with sort of the direction they're going. I mean, they put William Shatner into the ocean because he was free, and <laughs> I mean, he, he was available. I'm sure they paid him, but... <laughs> Because he's scared of sharks. And they said, what we should do is have you go swimming with sharks. And you said, I do need the money. Mm-hmm. Star Trek is over. I'm in. <laughs> Unbelievable stuff. Unbe- the, the, the machinery, the machinations that go into Shark Week uh, every year, I would love to be a fly on the wall of that boardroom. That said, Discovery and Shark Week are paying us this week. And so, Mm, I'm sorry. I simply must say (laughs) that Shark Week is an extravaganza like none other, televised for one week out of the year, every July, teaching you conservation, uh, learning common misconceptions, and correcting them. And. Letting you know that sharks are pretty sweet. It's Shark Week, brought to you by Discovery Channel, and Ear Buddies is brought to you by Shark Week. This week, which was last week. Shark Week was last week. But this week, 
It's Ear Buddies, thanks to Shark Week. Welcome back to Ear Buddies. And buddy, have we got a seg to do. We have uh, we have twice now done the beloved segment, Where Are They Now? Today, uh, we're doing it again, but not uh, not with any uh, artists. Well, I, I guess actually some artists. Yeah, um, be careful. Not Yes, excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> um, not with the artist we've been discussing today, but instead with his exes. Where are John Mayer's ex-girlfriends? How are they doing? <laughs> and Matt, this, this could take <laughs> us some time, because <laughs> we have a long list of... of famous women here that we need to uh need to lay out where they are how they're doing i'm in okay should we go chronologically should we uh what do how do how do you, how do you want to tackle this this is a big mm, task well i would prefer to do it in the order of the severity in which each one of them broke john mayer's heart but oh boy we don't have that information at hand so i guess chronologically um from the earliest to the latest would make right. the most sense. All right, here we go then, bud. Uh, John Mayer releases Room for Squares. Uh, he tells us, your body is a wonderland. And who is he singing about? Well, maybe Vanessa Carlton. That's a name mm-hmm. I haven't heard in a while. Mm-hmm. But a piano lick that has been playing in our heads for years. Uh Vanessa dates John uh, around 2001. They they break up in 2002. How's Vanessa doing today? <laughs> well, let's check. <laughs> She's doing just fine. She's she had a show on Broadway. Oh, fairly recently. That's great. She took over the lead role in the Carol King musical *Beautiful* in uh, in June of 2019, and then she released a new album in 2019 too. Or uh, excuse me, in uh, 2020. Even better. Um. So, she, Vanessa, seems to be doing great. Who do we have after Vanessa Carlton? Oh, 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 buddy. Jennifer Love Hewitt in 2002. Oh, that's right. And uh, that actually may have been the woman whose body was a wonderland. Oh, okay. I mean, not that Vanessa's wasn't. But... (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, they dated briefly. 2002, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, from all I've heard, it seems like Jennifer is doing pretty well still. Can you confirm? I can. She is currently a main cast member on the Fox Police per, uh, Procedural 911. 911, what is your emergency? Earthquake! Get out of there, guys! Oh my god. So, steady work. Good. Love it. Yeah, love Hewitt. Exactly. <laughs> Well, let's just jump to um, well, a, a pretty yeah. Go ahead. It was wasn't it Jessica Simpson? 
I think that was the next high profile gal pal, yes. Sure. Um Jessica Simpson. Are you ready, boats? <laughs> After her very public divorce from Nick Lachey, uh, hopped into the arms of old John and um, didn't go great, I don't think. No. These boots are made for walking. That's just what they'll do. One of these days, these boots are gonna walk all over you. How's she doing now, bud? Well, Tim, I'll uh, I'll tell you. She launched the Jessica Simpson collection, um, which roughly, is? Ar- <laughs> which is oh yeah, it's a clothing line <laughs> <laughs> and other items, and uh, w- that brand has gone on to earn over one billion dollars. And wow. she was on some reality TV shows. Uh, she published a book last year called Open Book. Um, which reached number one on the New York Times bestseller list. Huh. And she is married and has three children. So huh. Jessica seems to have sort of won that one. I'm, I'm sensing a theme here. <laughs> so we could, um, you know, we could take a long time doing this, but so let's just mention some honorable mentions. Uh, Cameron Diaz. Rashida Jones, Minka Kelly, Minka Kelly, uh, uh, Taylor Swift. Yeah, well, uh, so I didn't think that was an honorable mention. I I thought we would maybe, uh, yeah. I I do want to know how Taylor is doing. Well, I mean, the reason I bring up Taylor Swift as an honorable mention is because she did. They did not date for a very long time, and I maybe shouldn't say or believe this, hmm. but it. She wrote that song called Dear John. Yes. Great song. Yes. Um, we're not here to talk about her artistry, though, for once. Um, <laughs> after after she had broken up with it, John Mayer, and uh-huh. she was roughly 19. Uh, yeah, well, that's right. She was 19 because that's the lyrics of the song. And <laughs> John was 32. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, it when that came out, John was very sad about it. He didn't know it was you know he no one had told him this was going to happen, and he felt really blindsided by this song, and I guess I would be too. Well, certainly. If you wake up one morning to a Google News alert that uh, Taylor Swift has written a song about you, and it's a it's a pretty big song, uh, yeah, not a good day for anyone on the other end of that. But Taylor Swift, as we all know, is doing yes. really well right now. She is doing okay. I think she seems to be fine. 
<laughs> I would say so. He dated Renee Zellweger. Kim Kardashian? That hmm. was like a maybe. They, I think they were just like seen together. Yeah, they were linked. Kim seems to be fine also. <laughs> um, Katy Perry, though. Ooh, yes. Long chapter here. Katy Perry, 2012 to 2016, on and off. And this is one that... Um, you know what, bud? A little surprised it didn't work. I thought it was going to stick. I did. Yeah. You love who you love, who you love. My girls ain't the one that I saw coming. Katy Perry is now a regular judge on American Idol. We've talked about that, too. Yes, she's married to, or at least, is she married to Orlando Bloom? Hold on. Is Katy Perry married to Orlando Bloom? Enter. From InStyle.com, the internet is convinced that Katy Perry and Orlando Bloom got married. So, pal, we don't know. But the internet's convinced, so but that's a hard a hard yes. We have a strong feeling. <laughs> That yes, they they are married. <laughs> Am I forgetting any um, any any big ones here? Um, I mean, probably Tim. He had a wild decade. Yeah, he. But did. but this is a closing segment, and we can't get into every like Minka Kelly. I don't. We're not gonna. You know. Yeah, people have places to be, things to do. They ask for a tight pod from us, and we deliver week after week. And so we will uh, we will call this conversation over. Well, we'll call it over as soon as I say, "Yeah, I'm so happy for all those women for finding happiness." <laughs> and just, it's too bad that John still has not. Maybe someday, though. Maybe someday. My first piece of advice, I guess, to the sob rock star would be. Perhaps not a superstar celebrity this time. Just try. He was off the grid for so long and it just didn't... We can't get back into this. <laughs> John, just a nice lady. Just find a nice find a girl. Nice, find a nice lady. And uh, maybe you two can be happy someday. The way my buddy and I are. <laughs> Talk to you soon, buddy. Talk to you soon, buddy. Thank you.